0: Hello again everyone and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and looking forward to being with you guys today. And I don't know about you and where you are in the world right now, but here in my state, in the United States, it is cold. It is freezing, like you do not want to go outside at all. Uh, I tell you, it's so good to be able to be in a warm environment, is it not? I'm so glad and honored for that. You never appreciate the heat until you actually need the heat, right? Until it's like 17 degrees outside, then you realize, wow, praise God, I'm so excited for heat. <laughs> so, I love that. But I hope you guys are doing great today and looking forward to being with you today and talking just a short... uh teaching today on the power of sight, the power of sight, because one of the things that's really been stirring in my spirit recently is really moving into the understanding of what that means for me, what it means for me, and of course, you know, you guys know a lot, I quote a lot of scriptures, some of them I, I quote, you know, more than others, And but, you know, without a vision the people perish, I love, that's one of my favorite verses here, you know, and um, the shepherds coming, you know, to, I've uh, seen the angels coming to the shepherds, you know, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, you know letting you know, you know, fear not, you know, for behold, I bring you good tidings. It's like you got to remove the fear first, right, before you behold what God wants to show you. And so I want to talk about that today because a lot of times we don't realize that we're trying to cultivate and create this amazing vision, but yet we feel there's something blocking us. We feel there's something I can um, I can sort of... Uh, work on, you know, there's, you know, is there something I need to be doing before this vision, this, this thing begins to come about, you know, before I'm able to behold. And I love the fact the scripture mentions the fact, you know, hey, you know, do not fear. Do not fear for behold. And so you recognize there's always this sort of obstacle before you're beholding. There's an obstacle before your viewing. There's an obstacle before your sight. And a lot of times we don't tend to see that and we wonder why our visions are not working. We wonder why we can't get a clear picture. We wonder why we can't attract anything into our lives. We wonder why, you know, this is not working and, you know, it must be the devil. What's going on? But the truth is we have to look and say, you know, fear is a a spirit. It is a a destructive, you know, uh, order or destructive pattern. So when you see that, you look at that and realize what's going on here is the fact that the angels are telling the shepherds, here's the idea, that if you want to behold, if you want to see the Son of God, if you want to see Him in the fullness that you need to see Him in, you're going to have to remove your fear. You know, that's why the scripture makes it plain, you know, do not fear, for behold. <laughs> do not fe- I love that. Do not fear, for behold. because the great tidings of great joy which shall be to all people the great tidings the you know I know we usually call this a christmas verse but the truth is it's a it's a christian verse right but you think about the fact of before you're able to see, there's something you gotta remove because the angels knew that you're not be able to see because you're gonna be frozen in time, frozen in your footsteps, frozen and not doing anything, paralyzed for lack of a better words, because you're not gonna move out. You're not gonna go forward, you're not gonna be able to, you know, behold until you begin to take that first step of action and get rid of that spirit. Because the Bible makes it plain, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, I want you to think about that God has not given us a spirit of fear, so where's this fear coming from see here 's the key thing about this is when you think about the spirit of fear, you have to think about the fact of that where does it where does it come from how do, how do I allow it to come in my life? because a lot of times it comes in through once again abandonments, rejections, it comes through people turning their back on us. It comes through you know horrible you know uh horrific you know car accidents you know mayhem as they call it you know um, uh destructive things that take place, you know, sicknesses, diseases. It takes place because if anything that we're not used to, we're not accustomed to in our spirit, we tend to look at that and say, something is not right with this. Something's not right with this. It doesn't line up. It doesn't measure up and something just makes it makes me feel weird. And, and if you think about that, weirdness is the fear that you're taking on because we're we were not made to be sick. We were not made to, you know, be upset. We're not made to uh to fear. We we're not made to seek car wrecks so we're not made to have diseases and sicknesses and because of that when these things begin to happen it traumatizes us to the point where our bodies and minds don't know what to do with it so it it sort of mutates into fear and fear is a destructive disorder i've heard people say i'll never get on plan again because of those turbulence you know i'll never get in, i'll never do this because of this never do that because of that and that's a key thing that we have to begin to do that um we look at and we say you know what uh, we have to begin to look at life and say, I have to begin to say, I've got to overcome this. I have got to overcome this. I've got to overcome this. Because the moment I say, I'm never getting to on a plane again, gosh, did you watch that movie where the plane went down? You know, did you oh you know I was in a car wreck, I'll never get in a car again. The reason why, because it is a destructive disorder. It's a destructive pattern, and because of that, it's it truly causes you not to be able to be to behold. And if you think about it, when the Bible does say, you know, without a vision people perish, what it's saying here is you gotta have a vision in your life. You gotta have a destiny, you gotta have you gotta know where you're going, you gotta know what's going on. At least know what's going on. And if you think about it, we look at this and say, okay, because of that, I've got to begin to realize there's something standing in my way. If I can't see that something I have been through, something I've experienced that is keeping me... From being able to be holding. And so there's got to be a spirit of fear in me somewhere. Because I've opened that door because I have made that judgment. This will never happen to me again. I'll never do that again. Oh my gosh, did you see that? I got robbed, you know. So I never want to be alone again. I got robbed. I'm going to move. And everywhere I move, I'm still going to feel that haunting, you know, um, presence of somebody robbing me or whatever. The key thing is, that's just, that's where the entrance of the spirit of fear comes in. And when it comes in, we tell ourselves, I'll never do that again. Well, guess what? You don't. You won't. You'll never do it again. Why? Because... Because you have gripped on to the spirit of fear, that paralyzing mentality now has caused you never to behold to either do it again or even do it the first time. See, for me, it's a crying shame when I when I see people. I talk to people, and they say, you know, uh, they say, "Oh, I'm afraid of planes." I said, "Have you ever been on one?" No. I'm like, you, you know, I was about to say, you should feel embarrassed. You should be embarrassed that you're, you're you're fearful of something you've never even tried. If you try it and some you had a bad experience, traumatic experience from it, that's a little bit more understandable. But if you've never even done it, come on. How embarrassing is that, right? I mean, so we got to begin to look at this and say, you know what? I could, I could look at this, I could go on a plane and say, hey man, I love it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was, right? So at least put in an experience. If you don't put in an experience, you can't get the job done. You can't do anything. So at least, or make a judgment, I should say. So at least, at least do that. At least try. If you don't try, you'll never know. And then you can make your own judgment. But once you make that judgment, guess what? There's still room for improvement because there's room for casting out the spirit of fear. And you know what? Trying it again. So at least go through the experience of life. Because if, you're not, if you don't, you'll never have a vision to either A, do it again, or B, do it the first time. Do it for the very first time. So this is where we have to begin to pay attention and say, you know what, If in order for me to behold, in order for me to see, in order for me to cultivate a vision in my mind, in my spirit man, in order for me to really cause my desire to be seen in my spirit and manifest in the natural, I've got to release this fear. I've got to begin to move past this. Because it says, do not fear, for behold. (laughs) Right? So fear will destroy You're beholding. I want you to think about that for a moment. So if something's not going right, don't try to pinpoint this and pinpoint that. The scripture lets you know exactly what's going on. That you are operating in a spirit of fear that is somehow subconsciously manifested into your life. And it's causing you not to behold. So I want to encourage you guys today to be of good cheer, but I want to encourage you today to take a good, hard look at your life and understanding exactly where this is coming from, understanding exactly what's happening, understanding exactly what to look for, because the moment you begin to look at your life and you say to yourself, you know what, I can't get a vision for anything right now, I don't know what's going on then you have to look and examine the fact that somehow, somewhere in your life, you allow the spirit of fear to come in, and it paralyzed you, not even in the situation that that fear entered in, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to come and manifest in all different types of situations. Some people can say, um, I don't want to be on a plane, a boat, a car. And you're like, have you ever experienced any of these? Well, I was in a car accident. So a car and a boat's not the same thing. <laughs> a boat and an airplane's not the same thing. So you can tell where it's infested. You can tell where the spirit of fear has grown in your life, right? And even if we bypass these things maybe through, through even your experiences, you still have to look at this and say, you know, definitely there's something stopping me for my future as far as getting another job. You know, moving up the corporate ladder, starting my own business. Oh well I'm fear, I'm scared of that. And you nine times out of ten when people say, I'm really scared of that. And you'll say, well, why are you scared of it? And most of the time they answer and they say something like, well, my dad did that, my mom did that, and something went wrong. Or, I have to get my own insurance. Or, I saw where it devastated so-and-so. Well, guess what? That's them, not you. Right? And the moment you quit comparing your life to everyone else, well, they didn't do it, so I'm not going to do it. Well, I mean, that's them, not you. You don't know what they did behind closed doors They maybe sabotaged it. For themselves, so you have to look at that and say, rightly thinking, I am not going to judge myself based on someone else's failures or based on someone else's, you know, um, fall from grace mentality. I have to begin to look at life and say, you know what, this is my life. I've got to behold. So somehow, my parents, myself, somewhere in my life, I've got this root of fear that is plaguing me because I can't seem to see myself doing anything in my life. You know, with a job, a spouse, children, going on a plane, moving out and doing this, making more money. You know, well, I'm scared because money, you know, I've heard people say, I don't want to make too much money. I have a dear, dear, sweet uh, woman that I actually, with my clients and she says, I just don't care about having extra money. I don't care about money. I don't care about that kind of stuff. I know we got to have it to pay bills and live. I don't care about that. And I've been talking to her for three years now and she still has that same mindset. And she struggles and she calls me on the phone crying. She struggles all the time financially. And I said, you know, and I told her one day, I said, do you realize, do you realize you're not going to like my answer, but you realize you're creating that. You are creating that environment of um, scarcity. You're creating that out of fear because the spirit of fear brings forth with it lack. Spirit of fear brings forth everything you do not want in your life. Lack in every single thing that you could think of. It will enter in lack in everything. And she struggles constantly. And every time I talk to her, she says, I just don't want money, Jeremy. And I'm like, well, then if you don't want money, be happy, right? If you don't have money and you don't want money, then be happy. Because if there's anything in your life you don't want... And you're happy without it—that that you know is a resource or a tool that we need in our lives. Then, if you're not happy with something, you're, you're not happy with your decision. Then, guess what? Maybe your decision is wrong. Maybe your decision is truly not working for you. So, you have to think about the fact of God wants to bless us abundantly. Yes, God wants to bless us with with health. Yes, God wants to bless us with joy and grace and compassion and peace and mercy. But these things will never happen if we don't understand fear. I'll give you a great example. Now, I personally have every person under the spectrum as far as friends go. I mean, I've got them all. You name, you name what a person is, I pretty much have one in my life, or right? I just do. I love people. I'm not gonna lie, I love people. Doesn't mean I'm in covenant with everybody, but I do love people, and I don't mind hanging around people. I know my boundaries. But when you look at this and you say, "I've heard one, one," if if I can share this example, if it's okay with you guys, I would really love to share this because it's a really good example. So I had this this white lady who one time called. called on the phone years ago we were talking praise God she's doing great now by the way and I said white for a reason because she said you know what she said I was raped by an African American man and she used the word black. And she said, you know, I was raped by a black man. And, and I said, you know, we, we, we talked about it. We went through some counseling at the time, um, with her. And through all this, it took her a long time because she became racist. And it wasn't the fact that she wanted to be racist because she wasn't, she wasn't racist when she was born, right? She wasn't racist before she was raped. But something entered her mind that this must be how all black people are. Now, see, that's what fear does. Because, see, fear brings forth a lack. Fear brings forth a sabotaging. Fear brings forth a cutting off of the very life and resources that you need in your life. Think about that. Because guess what, folks? We need white people. We need black people. We need Hispanics. We need Asians. We need everybody to make the world a better place in our lives. And so, if you think about it, that, that's where she came from. She said, I don't want to feel this way, but I just, I just, it's hard for me to trust black people right now. And I'm like, you know, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay because you had a traumatic experience. The same would happen for a African American lady if she was raped by a white guy. Or let's say raped by an Asian guy. It's just sometimes in our lives we go through traumatic experiences and we tend to look at the similarities uh, in the sense of let's say the color of the skin or or the gender or whatever and we tend to block that in our mind because if one is that way all of all of them got to be that way. That's how people think and it's really rude and unfortunate and very very judgmental towards a lot of people and very racist but it's also in every culture as far as money and not money you know uh, you know I don't want to be rich I don't have money because the fact that, you know, if I I have money, I've seen what rich people do. You ever watch those documentaries where rich people, they pay people off to be quiet, you know, and you're like, oh brother, you know, because you see people that are not Christian people doing this stuff. And so, so, you know, you, so for you to say, I don't want money because I see what money does to people, then you're showing yourself that you're not a leader, that you can't lead and shift what money can, how money can be empowering to you in your life Because money answers all things the Bible says. And God wants to bless us with money. So because of that, we've got to begin to look at life and say to ourselves, You know what? I cannot judge a situation based on an experience that I had with a person, uh, a race, um, with money, with health. Uh, because you just cannot afford, with people, I don't want any friends. My friend backstabbed me years ago. I don't want any more friends. See, it's the same thing. There's no difference in that. Than saying I don't want white people in my life, I don't want Asians in my life, I don't want black I don't want you know, black people because what you're doing is you're, you because the enemy, the spirit of fear, loves to detach you from everything else, especially within that type of arena that you had a bad experience in. It just that's what the spirit of fear does. It cuts off. It sabotages you from anything else that that, that could progress into an amazing, powerful thing. Unfortunately, that's the flesh for you. That's what that's what people do without the Spirit of God because and sometimes even with the Spirit of God. I've dealt with many people who are born again Christians who, who maybe struggle in areas because of the spirit of fear. So it doesn't matter what goes on in your life in the sense of you know um Well, let me put it this way. When tragedy happens, when that begins to take place in your life, you've got to look at that and realize, do I want to be able to overcome this or do I want it to sabotage my life and cut off everything else? Because once a spirit of fear starts cutting off things in your life, it doesn't stop, folks. Before long, you'll be a hermit in your house. And and, and like for that lady, let's say who who was raped by an African-American man, guess what will happen? Before long, she will not only trust, let's say, black men, she won't trust black women. Then she'll get to where she doesn't trust people. In general, white people, Hispanic people, and then she'll find herself eventually locked up in the house because she doesn't trust people at all. Same for a job situation. If you're in a certain genre and all of a sudden that let's say you do something and it's just like you get fired or something really bad happens, you, you it's a bad taste in your mouth, right? And so it's a, this is a great example for you guys to see as well, how the spirit of fear works. And everybody has had this issue. We can all laugh about it because we've all had the issue. I had a friend of mine had the same issue when we laughed about it. And that is, how many of you have ever been to a restaurant? Let's say you go to a, a, you know, a Chinese restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, American restaurant, hamburgers, whatever the case may be, any kind of food, fish, doesn't matter. You go to a restaurant and all of a sudden you eat and you get home and let's say you got food poisoning. Or you get home and you, let's say you don't have food poisoning. You just happen simultaneously to get sick and maybe part of my language have diarrhea. <laughs> Ugh Yes, he said in a podcast. Or maybe you threw up. And it could possibly be of anything else, maybe a virus or maybe something you ate earlier. And what do we do? We get a bad taste in our mouth of the food we just ate. I never want to go there again. Never want to taste it again. Oh, that fish made me sick. Well, we don't know if that fish made you sick or not, right? But we tend to subconsciously lock it in to say it has to be that fish. So we judge what we ate. We do that every time. And we stop going there. We stop eating that kind of food for a while. And when that happens, guess what? Why? Because the spirit of fear enters in and says, "Yeah, that's right. Look what that did. Look at that fish did to you. Look at that shrimp did to you. Look at that meat did to you. Look at those beans did to you. Right? Look at that Mexican food did to you. That Asian food. And so, will we do that? So that's a really great example of how the spirit of fear loves to enter us. And so, you have to begin to look at life and say." What is stopping me from beholding my future, my destiny, my marriage, getting, wanting to get married, wanting to have kids, wanting to have a better career, wanting to start a business, wanting to eat the food I once ate, uh, wanting to trust. Let's say, for example, you've had an operation and let's say one operation went bad. Okay, and it went really bad, and you know, and you're like, you know, I want to trust again that if anything ever happened, not that it ever would, praise God, but if it ever happened that I would, I'd be okay going back to the hospital to have surgery on something else, right? And so let's—that's a part of you that you have to look at and say, it's not the fact; it's just stopping you from doing that. And I've spoke to people who laughed at it and says, oh. I am not. I don't want to ever get on a plane again, and I've I never have been on a plane. I'm just scared of them, and they laugh about it. And I'm like, you're literally coming to full agreement with the spirit of fear. You're coming to full... And it wants you to laugh at it because it knows for you it's funny that you've sabotaged yourself. It's funny that you have written off an avenue that could bless you to take you places, right? And so you have to look at this and say, you know what? It's not a laughing matter. It's a serious matter because if it starts with a plane, you know, or not wanting to get on a plane, it is going to move into people. If it is not affecting me with people, it's going to move into a job situation. If it's not affecting a job situation, it's going to move into not trusting people. My own people, you know, culture people, whatever the case may be. Right, And so th- things happen like that. And you have to begin to look at that and say, if it's growing, because it will grow, it will spread. And that's the part of you that you've got to look at in life and say, you know what? I need to deal with this now because I'm not beholding myself in the future, doing anything, getting a better job, doing anything that I need to do. And so because of that, you will find yourself eventually shutting down to society shutting down to blessings, shutting down from anything manifesting your life because all good things that flow down from the Father of Lights won't flow down to you. Are you with me? Because the spirit of fear will see to it that you will become so closed off from yourself that you close yourself off from any type of expectation and people and places and things and before long you'll be a hermit in your house and you'll be scared to go out of the house because that's what spirit of fear does. That's what it does. So today I wanted to sort of share this with you guys because you've got to begin, you've got to know it's time for you to behold. And if you can't behold, that means there's something, a river red flag, stopping you. Check it out today. Find out. Ask the Lord, what is that spirit of fear? Where did that come in in my life? What happened down there in my life where this horrible, nasty thing entered my life? because I want you to have a bright future. You deserve a bright future. Now, good news is I'm actually writing several books right now, and one of them is actually on Destroying Fear Now. I'm so pumped up about this. Destroying Fear Now. That'll come out in a couple of months. I'm excited about that one, and I've got several of them coming out here on, this, on these subjects you guys are going to really love. So I want to encourage you to go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and definitely get on the Hot Off the Press Monthly Book Club. Hot Off the Press Monthly Book Club, because you want to be able to receive my monthly Books, because they're gonna bless you, especially in this new year of twenty twenty four. Start today to where you can get on board and get one in January, February, all the way to December. Cause you want I want you to be blessed. I want you to have wisdom and knowledge. Without knowledge you suffer. And so, you know, you don't want people looking at you and saying, hey, man, you're suffering, right? Because we need knowledge to empower us. So do that today. And I want to encourage all of you guys, if you feel maybe fear is stopping you or blocking you, set up a life coaching session with me. I would love to be able to sit down on, uh, you know, through Skype and talk to you and through this appointment and really engage in how we can figure out what it is. And then engage in destroying the spirit of fear in your life to where you can finally, what, behold the good things God has for you. Hey, as I close today, I want to encourage each one of you today. I always say this because it's so true and so relevant. If you don't like your day, here's what you got to do. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless you.